As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James. And before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind-the-scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Who Would Win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. I'm sorry, but your princess is in another castle. Slumping his shoulders, the iconic Italian plumber Mario knew that his battle must continue for another day. As he left Bowser's castle, he felt a presence keying in on his position. Turning to see what power-ups might be nearby, the blue blazing speedster Sonic the Hedgehog appears on scene, ready for a scrap. Hey Mario, you might have won the 8-bit wars, but I'll never forget how you lost round two. Uh, what is your name? Oh, that's right. Nobody cares, because it's me, Mario, and I'm going to end you like I ended Sega consoles. For a moment, everything is still. A gleam sears through Sonic's eyes as he races into battle. It's Nintendo versus Sega. It's Jumpman versus Mr. Needlemouse. It's Mario versus Sonic today on Who Would Welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comics, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ray Sicanis. Ray, Showdown September continues as we go over another classic fictional battle that's been discussed literally for decades. Ray, how often would you say the battle of Sonic versus Mario has been debated through the years? Oh, too many times, uh, and us doing it just adds one more log onto that bonfire, and that's fine. This is Showdown September, James. We're doing high-level matchups that have been talked about to death, and we're putting an end to them, so ideally, after we come up with a final decision, we will never have to talk about them ever again. You know, it's funny because we, you know, I've mentioned this both on social media and elsewhere. We run these ideas by it through our production team. So it's not Ray and I, you know, coming up with just these ideas. Like there's a whole team behind it. And something kind of came to my attention, Ray, because, you know, we've brought up our concerns about doing these kind of stale matchups that a lot of people have already been discussing. But, you know, the team brought something up. They said that you and I kind of do this a lot differently. So you could take the regular geek battle that's been discussed a billion times but we bring the who would win treatment onto it and give you something very, very different. I think that comes down to strategy and tactics. So for our audience out there and for all of the fans, Ray, I want us to talk just very briefly about our approach to these battles. You know, you're a former uh, pro wrestler. You, you're so familiar with gaming and what have you. Do you have a specific tactic or method to your madness when it comes to prepping for these battles? Oh, absolutely. Now, first thing that I do is I look at your character that James is taking. And then I realize that they're not very good and that they can easily be smited. And then I go about doing so. That's it. That, that's your, that's your, your, your strategy. James, you are so easy to beat. The only thing I have to do is convince one judge who you probably bribed. So uh, as far as I sit here, I've won 95% of these battles. It's to a point where I don't even think I need a strategy anymore. I think I just show up. I don't even need to know about the character. I just look at a picture of them. I guess what they can do. And I'm going to win the battle outright. 
Got it. Okay, that's uh, that's interesting, Ray. All right, here's the deal, Ray. I'm going to let you know a little secret. Now, first of all, a lot of people know I'm just trying to persuade the judge at the moment, not necessarily persuade the 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 listeners and the fans because it's it's the judge who's making the decision. But you know, here is the deal. I've actually I love luring you into a trap. And kind of saying like, Ray, you know, you think I'm going this way, but I'm really going to, when you think I'm just going to zig, I'm going to really zag and come at you instead. It's the same kind of strategy I used for like, you know, when I was cornering MMA matchups and what have you. Now, with that being said, it doesn't always work. It's actually been used against me and my plan, my, my trap that I've laid has actually turned out to be uh, a trap for me that <clears throat> I had no intention of uh, being there. So with this matchup for today. Do you have a certain strategy in mind? Are you being very straightforward? Give me some insight onto this because I'm actually kind of perplexed. This is an interesting battle because Sonic the Hedgehog is one of the most bizarre timelines of any character I think we've ever done on the Who Would Win show. Sonic the Hedgehog has done so many just different things everywhere and has no continuity uh, oftentimes from one game to the next as far as what he can do. The only thing people have agreed on is that every single time there's a Sonic game that comes out, he gets faster. He gets faster every single time there's a Sonic game that comes out. And I'll talk about that. It's a little bit like a Dragon Ball Z in that regard. Uh, every time they do a new series, everybody's power level goes up. Every time they do a new Sonic game, Sonic somehow takes a step up as far as power goes. Now, and as far as Mario goes, there's so much Mario out there that's also so varied. Like, uh, there, I'm assuming you're not taking the version that's the referee from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. That's the only version I thought I could use. Okay, great. So I'm in great shape for this battle then is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So, it, you know, it's funny. We, we, I, what I'm taking from all this is that we both have some actually very specific battle plans here, some strategies, some tactics. This bodes well, probably equally well for either of us, for both of us, I should say, because uh, we have someone on as a judge who's been the voice of a character who is known throughout geek culture as being one of the most... Uh, interesting, most strategic and tactical minds in all of comic books, making their first appearance on the Who Would Win show. It's the voice of Tim Drake from Young Justice. It's the one and only Cameron Bowen. Cameron, thank you for, so much for coming onto the show. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Cameron, you've got this huge background when it comes to geek culture, especially when it comes to animation. Do you have a similar sized background when it comes to gaming? Just as I watched like Batman the Animated Series and a bunch of cartoon shows when I was a kid and kept up with that. It's the same thing with gaming. I, I had my pride and joy was my N64 um, and my Game Boy to some extent. Uh, and I never really got out of that. I bought a PS3 and a bunch of games, but I wasn't, I wasn't super in love with it. And now I have an Xbox One, but I always get pulled back into the old games. And I recently got my N64 out again. It's, it's a comfort thing that can't be matched. I love the Batman Arkham games. I am not very good at video games. So, uh, I, you know, I was in this game, Injustice 2, that was a fighting game. And I can't really explain to you what it's like to get your, your butt kicked by a character that you played by your brother and hear your voice <laughs> as the one that's with the effort noises. It's not fun. And so I find myself going back in time a lot and replaying Zelda and replaying uh, 007 and the games of my childhood. So what's crazy about that is those games are actually harder than the games of today. So maybe you're not bad at video games. Maybe you're just only choosing to play the ones that are ridiculously difficult. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, like, I can play uh, a puzzle game on my phone for hours on end. But if I try to play Assassin's Creed, 20 minutes in, I'm, I'm so stressed out. It, the world is too big. They've expanded these things to where you can do so much, it gives me anxiety. You know, it's funny, I, uh, you know, with my older son, he likes going online, playing a bunch of different games where people are interacting with each other. And, and one time, you know, he complained about, you know, these kids being bullies online, saying some nonsense or what have you. And I said, you know, let's check out some older games, right? And, you know, I, I introduced him to, uh, what was one of those first Atari games, Zaxxon? And all, you know, the stuff oh, that like game. my older friend, yeah, my older friend started playing and I just saw like the tail end of it. And he's like, dad, this is just so much better in so many different ways. It's yeah. really cool. And I think that's why there's this resurgence for like retro gaming, 
right? Where people are like trying to bring out those old Nintendos or Ataris or what have you. It, it's a simpler time for gaming. In some ways, do you agree? It may have been a better time for gaming. Definitely for me. I never had to deal with any of the chat back and forth with other kids or adults for that matter when you're a kid. I never played any of the Call of Duties or anything like that. I never did the online. I played some like mythology computer games when I was a kid on my dad's PC uh, desktop. But aside from that, I really stuck to like the games that you where you were figuring out puzzles. Because even Zelda, I feel like it's it's an open world, but it's just one puzzle after another. And I know that games nowadays have that aspect about it, but there's so many other things wrapped up in it that I get into 20 minutes and I find myself very overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It, it's stress inducing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let, let me change gears a little bit because, you know, uh, love your background, checked out your IMDb and you've done so many things. And, you know, we've had some other great actors. You know, we, talk, we talked about Zeno Robbins, for example, Adam MacArthur, amongst many, many others. So I got to give I, I have to ask you this. Give me your top characters, animated characters that you would love to uh, do the voice work for. That's hard. I mean, honestly, I would love to play Batman someday, but I don't know if that day is ever going to come. And it's been done now so many times so well. So, you know what? Hold on, hold on. I want to hear this. I think you could do it. Let's do an audition right now. Uh, This is, no, sorry to put you on the spot, but we're going to put you on the spot. Cameron Bowen as Batman. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I'm Batman. (laughs) I'm sold. I'm sold right now. Uh, The contract is on the way. I believe, uh, you know, that's uh, Kevin Conroy would give a nod of approval to that. That was awesome. So with all that being said, it's about that time. Ray, please do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing Nintendo, the plumber who proves that what doesn't kill you makes you smaller, Mario. And representing Sega. The Hedgehog who stopped eating Taco Bell because he kept getting the runs, Sonic the Hedgehog. Well done, Ray. Now, before we go any further, let's go over the new and improved official rules of a Who Would Win match. Now, rule number one, each debater will make three points. Rule number two, the Who Would Win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality, and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Ray, are we going outside of the video game version for either of our characters today? I hope not. I mean, look, uh, there's uh, there's an anime Sonic TV show. There's a comic book version of Sonic and some wild stuff happens in there. But I got to try to stick to the bones of the character and go with just stuff that has happened in the Sonic video games. I think that's a smart call. I was tempted to go with the version of uh, Mario that was voiced by the legendary Captain Lou Albano. But um, I know, but you know, I found him to be like uh, too powerful. I don't know if I could actually handle that. So I'm going to stick with the video game version of Mario instead. All right, rule number four. Debaters may only use examples of skills, powers, or weapons that are a long-established part of the character's continuity. Feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed, but will be given less weight. Rule number five. The winner of the debate is whomever the judge decides has the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal. And rule number six. The judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto any point they feel violates these rules or established logic. Feel free to check out the official rules on our website, whowouldwinshow.com. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force, and thanks to me for this great read. 
Good job, me. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And now let's get to the tale of the tape for both of our combatants. Today's tale of the tape is brought to you by the official Hoodwin store. Get your official Hoodwin t-shirts, mugs, and merchandise, including very cool face masks by going to the whowouldwinshow.com and clicking on the merch section. Ray, please give us the details on Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog is an ultra-fast blue hedgehog who first appeared in the video game Sonic the Hedgehog in 1991. Sonic was created by Sega, original design by Naoto Onshima, to be the mascot on their 16-bit Sega Genesis system and show off the power of the console in comparison to the 8-bit world that came before. Sonic has had a lot of adventures, not just from his myriad of games, but also in the worlds of comics, cartoons, and even the 2020 live-action film Sonic the Hedgehog, which I personally boycotted because they removed his human teeth in post-production. You can't remove human teeth and think Ray's still on board. Sorry, Sonic team. Now, Sonic got his name for his, from his infamous speed, as in his first and slowest iteration, he was able to run at 767 miles per hour, which is also known as the speed of sound, which creates a sonic boom, ergo Sonic the Hedgehog. Fun fact, I said earlier that Sonic the Hedgehog first appeared in 1991's Sonic the Hedgehog. This was, in fact, a lie. That might be the official first place the character was seen. He was first revealed, however, to the world in the Sega arcade cabinet Rad Mobile as a rearview mirror air freshener before the Sonic the Hedgehog game actually came out. Yes, they were about to release him in his own game and decided instead to debut him as a 1991 coin-op Easter egg air fresh uh, thing that hangs from your rearview mirror. Easy for me to say. And that is Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, that just makes uh, logical sense from a marketing perspective. If you want to introduce a video game character, uh, make them a um, air freshener for your car. Make them an air freshener. I mean, how many times have we seen in a, that? In a quarter-operated <laughs> arcade game in Japan. That's how you debut, everybody. <laughs> that's, that's that's how you do it. That's right up there with, uh, what's his name? The Shocker from WCW. Oh, the Shocker. I don't know Master. who had yeah. the, the better debut. The Shockmaster, that's yeah. right. Okay. Uh, here are the details for Mario. Now, Mario, whose full name is Mario Mario, first appeared in the super popular video game known as Donkey Kong back in 1981 and was created by video game designer Shigeru Miyamoto. Acting as Nintendo's mascot as well as being the popular protagonist of the series, Mario has appeared in over 200 video games since his creation. Depicted as a short, pudgy Italian plumber who resides in the Mushroom Kingdom, his adventures generally center upon rescuing Princess Peach from the Koopa villain Bowser. Whether it's stomping on his enemies' heads to destroy them or getting insane power-ups that would make any regular plumber jealous, uh, Mario has been destroying his enemies and proudly saying, it's a me, a Mario, for decades. And here's an interesting fact about Mario. Did you know that he's based off a real person? It's true. Mario was named after Mario Sagali, the landlord of Nintendo of America's offices. Mario barged in on a company meeting demanding overdue rent in a really animated, uh, very crazy, imposing way. I guess the people at Nintendo liked the awesome power of landlords and decided on his likeness for the iconic video game character. And now you have the facts on both opponents. Cameron, do you have any questions before we get started? Oh, boy. Well, we know Mario's last name. Is Sonic's last name Boom? Is it Sonic Boom, or is he just like Cher or Madonna? Yeah, I, I, I tried to find a full name for Sonic, and God willing, maybe it's out there. I mean, look, the, the lore for Sonic the Hedgehog is, to say a word, dense. There is so much Sonic out there in the world 
uh, uh, not just in the canon stuff, but in, in the world of memes as well. Uh, I just think he's just Sonic the Hedgehog, so I have to believe his middle name is The, and his last name is Hedgehog. Wonderful. Uh, that's that's the best I was able to come up with. But um, and I, let me just say as a preface, got people at home, we understand that there's going to be stuff left out from both James and my uh, battle points. This is only an hour-ish long show, and we only have so much time to say the stuff we need to say to win the battle. So yes, there's going to be some stuff that we leave out. It's not because we didn't know it. It's just because we had to make the best choices in the moment. When you have two lores this ridiculously dense, you're going to have to make cuts somewhere. By the way, I believe Sonic's last name is Horowitz. <laughs> okay. Horowitz. Last time I checked. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm writing last it time down. I checked. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sonic Horowitz. He's, uh, yeah, it's a good thing. All right, now, uh, Ray, you're right. There's, you know, this is something we haven't really discussed before. There's so much. There are decades and decades worth of material for us to go through. And already the research, Ray, that you do, that I do, is legendary. We spend way too much time researching these characters. Just ask our wives. It's a thing. So we, we, we have to pick and choose what's going to be there. And remember, Ray's trying to counter my strategy. I'm trying to counter his. It's a crapshoot, but we did do our research. With that being said, Ray, go ahead and hit us with your point number one. Point number one for Sonic the Hedgehog, I'm just going to talk about the speed because you got to start with the speed of Sonic because he is an ultra fast character. Now, the first thing is, as I said before, the original iteration of Sonic in the 1991 uh, video game, Sonic the Hedgehog, he ran at just over 767 miles per hour, which is the speed of sound. That's just science. I actually looked it up. Uh, but as it's turned out, the, the writers of Sonic have said he gets faster every single time they put out a new game. Well, it's been almost 30 years of new games. So we're to a point now where he has run, at one point he was clocked in at over 3,800 miles per hour. Uh, I've got it in the six-digit range as far as how fast Sonic is right now. Um, and I haven't really found like the most recent iterations as far as like checking the math because I just didn't think the actual numbers were important. The point is he starts at a speed that is as fast as sound and then gets faster and faster by multitudes, exponentially faster, okay? Mario is not a super fast character. He can run at a brisk pace, absolutely. But he cannot counter somebody who's moving as fast as, you know, Quicksilver or The Flash. And basically, Sonic lines up favorably to The Flash in many different areas. Um, a couple of the things with the speed that I want to talk about here. His main move is called the Spin Dash. And that's where he spins himself with his quills out uh, and, then, and then launches himself forward. Whether he starts that way or he starts running normally and then puts his head down and then rolls into it. When he is in the Spin Dash mode, he is virtually invulnerable. And he can uh, cut himself through uh, uh, bricks. He can cut himself through uh, chunks of land, through enemies, through people. If he's got the spinning head start at you, uh, he's going to hit Mario, and Mario's going to be in deep trouble, especially at the speeds that Sonic is going. We've seen Mario. He has trouble if a mushroom clips him in the ankle, okay? So I have to believe that Sonic coming full bore with a spin dash attack is going to put him in a really, really bad place. But not just that. The spin dash is great and everything, but it's also because we established in the Flash versus Magneto episode, in order to be a fast character, you have to be able to think very, very fast. Otherwise, once you hit about 200 miles per hour, you're going to hit the first thing because you can't react to get out of the way of it. Sonic is known for legendary levels of reflexes, as well as a high, high level of quick thinking intelligence, which allows him to make these moves and maneuvers and not just constantly get splatted on things that he ends up running into that are too big for even his spin dash to counter. Uh, not just that. When he's spinning in a circle, he can actually create a shield. He can actually shred things around him like robots. He shred through the side of a battleship before. And also he can burrow into the ground as well. So if Mario, for some reason, does some sort of weird thing Sonic's not ready for, Sonic's going to see it. He's going to be able to think faster and he's going to be able to burrow underground and avoid any of those attacks. Last thing I want to talk about here is uh, Sonic has the ability to heal himself through spinning. Just through motion, Sonic can heal himself which is absolutely uh, fantastic because I don't know that Mario outside of outside uh, influences has an ability to self heal himself. He really needs to rely on finding something. He can't just do it himself. Last thing is Sonic is so fast. He's dodged lightning. It's just anytime I'm working with a character with good speed, that's usually the good, uh, uh, Base test, does he dodge lightning? The answer is yes, Sonic dodges lightning. So all of this combined is just a speed that Mario's not going to have an answer for. He's never fought anything this fast before in his illustrious career. And that's why Sonic is going to win first and foremost. And that's my point number one. 
Got it. So your point number one is that Sonic, who's known for speed, is fast. Is that correct? Yeah, Got I it. think that in and of itself, I think we could actually end the debate right here. I think I just won it. Okay, cool. So a couple of questions. Um, you said that Mario is known to run at a, or move at a brisk uh, pace. What is a, brick, a brisk uh, pace in miles per hour? Is that like Olympic speed walking? Is that, you know, as fast as a Tyrannosaurus? What's that speed? You know, I think what the average human runs, uh, what, is it like 10 miles per hour? Is I'm just guessing off the top of my head. Is it something like that? Is, it, is a marathon runner like that? Let's I'd say Mario it. probably runs slightly faster than that. Got it. Okay. He so, might uh, even uh, get up to 15 miles per hour, James. That's very fast for a non-speedster. Got very it. Very fast. It's no six-digit mile per hour, but I mean, heck, James, we're all trying here. Okay, cool. No, just wondering, because I just like how you said brisk. That's all. It's it's just, I don't hear that word enough. Um, okay, now what's interesting is, look, of course Sonic is, is fast. He's super fast. But is he as fast? Like, you know, we talked about the Flash in previous battles, right? And we, we, uh, we've actually got this term used within geek culture called, like, Flash class or, like, Superman class. So in terms of Flash class of speed, is that where Sonic is at or is he below that? Where Where is he? Well, I know it, he's faster than Quicksilver. Here's the thing. I would... I would personally say he's slightly below where the Flash is as far as speed goes, but he has accomplished a lot of the same feats that the Flash has accomplished. So I don't think he's drastically below where Flash is. Got it. Okay. And then, you know, as far as reflexes and what have you, I know Mario has piloted uh, like vehicles in space, like star, like this kind of star vehicle, which moves at least at the speed of light. And he's had to move it around attack. So I know his reflexes are really, really good. I'm not saying he's got reflexes as fast as Sonic, but they're a lot faster than what we may realize. So let me go to my point number one. Good point on your part, uh, Ray. So let me talk about Mario's attacks because you focus really well on, on Sonic. So in doing my research, I found that Mario is is pretty much at the top of the list when it comes to powers, attacks, and abilities. You know, think of it. Um, you know, think of any power. We're talking about Mega Man. Think of any power that you could come up with that you've seen. And just like Mega Man, Mario has most likely got it or has a way to get it or has access to it sometimes. So, for example, and that includes weapons as well. So, for example, he's got the Ultra Hammer that can break and smash through anything. He's a pyrotechnic, meaning he can shoot and control fire. Now, by the way, that's something he can do on his own now. He does doesn't need like a magic mushroom or anything else to do it. He can just do that on his own. Speaking of mushrooms, he used a number of those for power-ups. Uh, some of those power-ups enable him to fly, turn into a ghost and float through objects and just go through. Now, listen, if you're a ghost and you can float through objects, something that moves at super speed that can shred things isn't going to affect you that much. You know, he can transform uh, into something like the size of a boulder, yeah, break through barriers. Uh, he's got stuff that increases his durability in general. He can walk on water and lava without sinking or taking damage. He has the ability to turn into a giant that is several times as strong as his regular self. In the Super Mario Bros. game, he, he has even more weapons such as boomer, endless supply of boomerangs and the ability to throw balls of ice that either completely destroy the opponents, do severe damage, or freeze the person in place. Remember, he's got the ability to affect a large area with his attack. So, you know, it's not that, hey, he has to be precise and hit Sonic with what he can project. He's got to hit an area that Sonic will be in. That's a lot easier to do. So on top of all this, he wears many different types of costumes and uniforms. He's got the Tanuki suit that gives him the ability to fly and, and, and have like this stone-like indestructibility. He's got the vanishing cap that makes him invisible. He's got my favorite, the frog suit that makes him a super fast swimmer. By the way, that has nothing to do with this battle. I just like the fact he's got it. He's got the stopwatch that can freeze time. He can gain super speed, almost flash level speed by turning into a bolt of lightning. He's got an ice whistle. This is cool from an older game. He's got an ice whistle that can send opponents to different planets and quite possibly different dimensions, allowing him to win through battlefield removal. And if that wasn't enough, with the Rainbow Star, he becomes completely invincible. And what makes all this even more impressive is the fact that his base form, what he comes to this battle with before he even powers up or anything, just like Sonic's got his speed, he walks around with this insane uh, durability where he can survive explosions measured as over like 2.4 megatons. That's like a nuclear bomb. He can tank that and be fine. He can hurl large objects into space. I don't know how that happens or what the deal is, but that's what he comes to this battle with before he even powers up. By the way, talking about pure power and speed, he can throw a baseball at over 1,000 miles per hour. Again, that's not Sonic level speed, but he comes to this table with a lot of quickness that we didn't realize. When you look at everything Mario brings to this fight, you realize very quickly that he has a ton of variable, varies a variety sorry, of abilities, weapons, and powers that Sonic just isn't prepared to take on all at once. That's my point number one. 
Dave, there, I mean, there's so much silliness. I mean, let's face it. This is a fun, goofy battle that we're doing. I, I don't really want... I would. I have to tear apart a ton of what you just said, but I really don't want to because how ridiculous is all that? Now, a lot of stuff you're saying is a lot of kind of one-off stuff. I mean, uh, how, how many times has he launched people into space in the middle of a battle? I don't even remember that from the games, and I've played a lot of Mario in my day, so I have to assume that was a one-off example that wasn't even necessarily in a battle sequence. No, what I would look at here are two things that I'm going to take away, because I want to just I want to let a lot of that actually go, because this battle is going for it. This battle is taking us to the heights, and I'm going to be saying some equally silly stuff coming up here as well, so I think a little bit of leeway back and forth is it should be allowed. Um, the two things I would say is, one, power-ups. Mario relies a heck of a lot on power-ups and outside things. Now, uh, that's fine because they're objects and not people. Bruce Wayne for Batman Beyond. Uh, my point is that uh, uh, he's naturally not that powerful. He oftentimes needs to wear a suit or find a power-up or grab the magic hammer out of the sky. And those are the ways that he gets more powerful. Whereas Sonic, in his basic form at least, is that fast, is that uh, uh, you know sharp all the time. So I think that uh, just on a baseline level, and we can see that in the video games themselves. You know, I think of Mario. I think of you know Super Mario 64, Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, and in that, he's just running around. And if he gets clipped by a turtle, he's in deep, deep trouble. But when Sonic is in his full rotation, all you have to do is stay on the map and you're going to get to the end of the map because he is virtually invulnerable when he is doing his spin dash. So if you just do the optics test of the two characters and their basic gameplay, you can already see how Sonic is at an advantage to Mario who needs to rely on stuff to happen in order for him to get to that level. Okay, I see where you're going with this. I, I agree, disagree, but, you know, we got to go to the judge for this one. So, Cameron, you've heard points, number one, from both of us. What are your thoughts so far? You both make great points. I mean, <clears throat> I guess a question I do have is, because it's not a person, we are taking into account the rainbow star, the, the ghost feature for, uh, for Mario. Because it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, a hundred percent. That is correct. He is. He. I am assuming he can have some access to some of these power ups. But do remember, they are a limited time mm -hmm. of power. What is a star like? Ten seconds. Sure. Sure. Just like Sonic's got some great power ups as well, access to them, but they don't last forever. I'm trying to consider uh, both their specific strengths and weaknesses, and how they match up with each other, and what it would mean for a super fast person or hedgehog, for someone that can go through walls, meaning. They would probably Sonic would just go right through him, right? So that's correct. I, that's how I would like to frame. You this. guys are both making great points. This is super tough. It is just like Mario. You know, Mario is kind of like the Juggernaut, and what happens when the Flash hits the Juggernaut? Oh, you know, if they were to cross over, the Juggernaut. He's calling him the Juggernaut. You're gonna get the Superman by the end of this, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, if you want to make that comparison, Ray, feel free. I don't. I don't at all. Perfect. Let's go ahead and hit our point number two, Ray, because this is going pretty well so far. Okay, point number two. Let's talk a little bit about the strength, durability, and fighting ability of Sonic. Because uh, one thing that I really struck me when I started looking into these two characters is Mario is not exactly a trained fighter, is he? You know, he goes to these fantastic areas and lands and tries to just get through them, doing some combat along the way, but he's not exactly a fighter. But if you look into the Sonic, you know, especially as we get deeper into the Sonic legacy, he is actually somehow a well-trained hand-to-hand combatant who's also, uh, for a period of time, used a sword. There is a medieval King Arthur-esque uh, uh, Sonic game where he has a sword and he's running around it hitting people with the sword. And, and, and quite frankly, the kung fu steps and some of these like uh, maneuvers and like the kick your leg up in the air at the knee. And I've seen Sonic do all this stuff in the video games. Mario does not. Look, Mario is not, as I've found to be true, a trained fighter in any possible way, and Sonic is. And if you take a trained fighter against an untrained fighter, you gotta think the trained fighter's gotta have a better opportunity at things. Let's talk a little bit about some of the strength feats of Sonic, because as I said a little bit before, but he's been able to punch walls and have them blow up. He's been able to destroy these gigantic egg golems, and you think of essentially a giant stone golem, and he's been able to just one or two shot them over and over and over again. Um, he also has something, his quills allow him a special thing that's like a spider sense. So um, not only is he extremely fast and can think extremely fast, he has an imminent sense of danger that comes from his quills picking up cues in the world around him. So it's not that Mario's even going to be able to get the drop on Sonic at any point here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the durability as well, because I think this is an important thing. You talked about some of the durability feats with Mario, and I have no doubt in my mind he can take some shots. 
Um, I also have no doubt in my mind if he falls down a hole, it's over. So uh, some of the things Sonic has also done, he has um, uh, explosions. He's had tons of explosions, explosions to the face, been on things that have exploded, uh, uh, and, and he's been fine. He's walked away from them. He's tanked black holes before, okay? Black holes are kind of a big deal. And he's been able to take the damage from them and get out with his extreme speed. One time he fell from space to hit the Earth. We talked about this on a previous episode with Master Chief. Sonic has also done that feat and been completely fine. He's just that type of durability. And not just that, if we're going to start bringing in outer things, because you talked in your first point about some of the, 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 the fire things and the costumes, we can then, I guess, assume that rings are going to be found around us, correct? There's got to be rings in a correct. Sonic world. Well, if Sonic has just one ring collected, he cannot be killed. And if he gets a hundred rings, he gets a one up, uh, he gets an extra life basically. So even if you kill him, he might just pop back to life right away and keep going. If he's got a hundred rings, if I can extrapolate just a little bit, but my big point is if, if, if Mario gets the big hit on Sonic, who's shown in the cutscenes to have extreme durability, um, as long as he's got a ring, all he has to do is go pick up that ring with his in insane speed and he can then just keep on fighting. So he can take all these hits. Last thing I want to point out is in the Japanese manual. For Sonic the Hedgehog, his strength, you know, you talk about strength and you have different ways to describe it. James, do you know the, 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 what the word that they used is to describe Sonic's level of strength? The what word is unbeatable. <laughs> the Japanese booklet for the game just referred to his strength, not in a, time, in, a, in a number, it's just unbeatable strength. Unbeatable strength versus... Like it's, it, it's so low it's that no one should even bother trying to beat it. Unbeatable strength okay. versus a plumber from the mean streets of New York... I'm not going to say those guys aren't tough because they are, but one is unbeatable and the other is not. And that's my point number two. Wow. I can't. I, you, you went there, Ray. You went there against the. Okay. 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 You know what? You, you kind of got me a little emotional now, Ray. You're, you're, you're getting me to kind of up, up the uh, ante here. Okay. You know what? One little thing. You know, if you go back in MMA history, right, and you've got your very well-trained fighter against a bigger, stronger, you know, just pure brawler. The smaller one has a tendency to win because of over, you know, better technique, except when that bigger, stronger brawler has a lot more fight or has really good fighting experience that lends itself to fighting. Uh, there was this great fight. Uh, it was a fighter named Tank Abbott versus this guy from Brazil who was a legend from Brazil. Uh, he did not Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but was called Lucha Libre, which was uh, kickboxing and grappling, kind of a forebear to modern MMA. Any, anyway, Hugo Duarte comes in. He's highly you know regarded, the whole thing. Everyone thinking he's going to crush Tank uh, Abbott because he's a bigger, strong. Tank Abbott mauled him when Hugo Duarte went too fast in a move. Tank Abbott just kind of found his opportunity and absolutely Hulk smashed him and then dedicated this fight to Frank Sinatra, who just recently passed, just to tell you how awesome that fight was. So you got to be careful with the MMA math and the, the fighter this versus that. So there's a lot of examples of Mario versus a Sonic type of thing where it really, uh, you know, shows that how Mario's got the advantage. All right. So, guys, let me go to my point number two and all will become clear. So let's talk about Mario's fighting experience, but also his survivability and durability. So let's break down the main differences between the characters of Mario and Sonic for a second. On top of the obvious differences, and there's a lot of them, Mario and Sonic are also vastly different when it comes to where they start their careers as video game characters and icons. See, as great as Sonic is, and again, he's great, he comes to the table as a funny, whimsical, kind of smart mouth character. He rose to the occasion to be heroic, which is great because it shows just how noble of a character he truly is. Mario's a little bit different, see? And by a little bit different, I mean drastically different. Mario had 24 years of a pretty tough upbringing in one of the harshest, most dangerous, and most perilous environments known to men. I'm, of course, talking about Brooklyn, or at least a video game version of that. On top of being from Brooklyn, Mario is also a plumber. Now, Ray, you may have put down plumbers, but I gotta tell you, if you're a plumber, that pretty much means you're more rugged than the average person and can endure things that mere mortals just can't endure. You know, add in the fact, let's just go there, let's add in the fact that he's Italian. And if those popular documentaries uh, throughout the late 70s and 80s about Italian Americans taught us anything. It was about their toughness and durability and ability to overcome all obstacles in their way. And by documentaries, I'm of course referring uh, to Rocky one through four, not Rocky, not Rocky five, by the way, not referring to that documentary at all. Yeah. And why is toughness of mind and durability so important? You may ask, well, it's because these two things have enabled Mario to survive some of the most powerful attacks and villains in all of video game history, Ray Stacanus, if that is your real name. 
So for example, Mario has defeated Bowser on a number of occasions. Keep in mind that Bowser was able to easily survive being in the sun, uh, survive massive planetary size explosions, and galaxy-based destructions. Black holes, that's crazy that Sonic survived that. Mario's beaten people that have survived the uh, you know destruction of galaxies. Mario, Mario also defeated Count Bleck, a villain who possessed a book called The Dark Prognosticus, I believe is what it's called. So Count Bleck was so powerful that he was going to wipe out all of reality uh, by destroying every dimension in existence. Yeah, Mario defeated an opponent with uh, more power than Thanos while Thanos possessed all of the Infinity Stones. And while doing all this, Mario has survived galaxies being destroyed on his own and then galaxies being born, then reborn. Mario survived all of that. You know who in the Marvel Universe could do that and still be around to talk about it? Survived a galaxy or the universe being destroyed and comes back? It's Galactus. Mario did what Galactus did, only Mario survived it much better and easier as he doesn't have to, you know, now feed on entire planets to stay alive. But in terms of survivability, there's one thing that Sonic did do that Mario hasn't done. So it's a point to you, Ray. See, Sonic, unlike Mario, has actually been murdered in one of his games. So that's right. Sonic was actually killed. I mean, killed by a character named, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Mephiles, the Dark Sonic, and this was back in 2006. And we're not talking killed, where he had to start the game over to come back to life. Oh no, he was actually killed in this video game, as in got murdered from behind by Mephiles, and then the game ended. Ask yourself this, how many times has Mario actually been murdered in a video game? Yeah, he hasn't. So when it comes to survivability and durability and defeating insanely powerful opponents, Mario is just on a completely different level than Sonic. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my point number two. I mean, and that's some fantastic stuff right there. Now, Sonic being murdered. Look, I told you the, I told you the series goes places. Um, now, as far as actually remembering how he got murdered, I mean, like, there's a lot of different ways that could happen. Was he defeated in a one-on-one -on -one battle and killed? I don't think that that was the case. Uh, do you have more info on that, James? I do. He was, and I'm not happy to say this because I hate seeing these characters be killed, but it was, he was actually caught um, while he was talking to one of these main characters. It was a blonde-haired woman in the game. And then Mephiles, the Dark Sonic, appears behind him. Uh, Sonic is caught completely unaware, and he blasts him with this energy beam that goes right through his chest. And then wow. he just literally falls to the ground, dead. So, and, that's, uh, and I'm like, what is that? So a character with an equal or similar speed to Sonic the Hedgehog zooped in behind him and used a very powerful energy attack when he wasn't looking... I'm glad that's not a thing I don't that Mario can do. So I'm glad that the one time that you have a case uh, explaining that is not something that you can actually bring to the table with your own character. I just learned something because, uh, like I say, this history is so dense you can never possibly know, I know. it all without I know. without having to give up basically every other aspect of your life. It's crazy. And and by the way, I think it was more they were both standing still. They weren't running. You know, yeah. Sonic thought but he, he was, was engaged like clear. with someone else. It's it yeah, exactly totally. It was not a one. Yes, I, I will give you that. And uh, it reminded me of uh, Flashpoint when um, Professor Zoom or whatever his name was, you know, was standing talking to the Flash and uh, Batman, you know, the older Batman from Flashpoint shoots him or stabs him from behind saying you, you, you should never, if you're a speedster, you should never stand still. Just one of those weird things. All right. With that being said, have you, have you decided, quite, I'm not have you decided that, that, <laughs> that that movie has been out long enough to where you can spoil the ending? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel like ten years is a good is a good enough because I'm, I'm referring to the comic books, you know. Um, okay. All right, so uh, so Cameron, real, real quick, James, I had, yes. actually had a couple other things I wanted to say before we feel get free. to it because uh, uh, you talked about uh, if that is even my real name. Why would I choose to have the name Race to Canis? Why would I pick that when there are ten million cooler names I could have had right there? So first off, shame on you. Uh, second thing, you talked about uh, some of the characters that Mario's beaten. I just want to talk for a moment because Sonic has defeated Doctor Robotnik, uh, who has created an army of robots that are designed specifically to fight Sonic, and that's sort of a big deal if you have a genius, you know, Lex Luthor-style intellect, Tony Stark-level intellect, creating creating uh, an army to defeat you, and you still come out on top. I just wanted to put that out there because it's not like Sonic is going through the flowers and lilies in all of his games. You know what? I agree with you. That's, when it comes to big deals, that's I, that falls under the sort of category. Not a legit, but kind of sort of. Yeah, sure. Well, the other okay. big thing is the other characters that he's defeated, you know, the Knuckles, the Echidnas, the Shadow, the Hedgehogs of the world that he's beaten and fought in combat. Um, yep. Don't Those names don't mean anything to you if you haven't actually played the Sonic the Hedgehog game. So I'm not going to lean on them a little bit too heavily here. Got it. Because if you know the lore, you already know that. And if you don't know the lore, it won't mean anything to you. That's true. And they all possess like Thanos, Thanos like anyway. All right. With that being said, Cameron, we're at that magical point. It's called the turning point. This is where you tell us which characters ahead and what you think the other side has to do to pull out the victory. 
Oof, this is really neck and neck. I mean, the 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 points you guys made about durability is what I'm really kind of holding on to right now, and I I still uh, I haven't made my decision. Mario is to your point, James. Mario has has never really been beaten, not in a final way. He's never never been murdered. No, never, never been, been murdered. murdered. And and, and Ray, to your point, you know, Sonic was really only killed by someone who could who could match his his speed. And he was caught off guard. So, you know, but to that point, Mario's never been caught off guard like that with such drastic outcomes. I got to say, though, just from raw strength without any power-ups, Sonic is maybe catching a little lead at this point. But it's pretty neck and neck. Ray, how many times have we had something that's been pretty neck and neck at the turning point? I, I mean, most of the time. I mean, usually even if one of us has an advantage, it's a very, very slight advantage. It often doesn't even mean anything going into point number three, so... That's true. Okay, Ray, you know what? It's, it, it's, it's like the whole thing is starting all over again because we're tied. This is it. It's knockout punch time. Go ahead and hit us with your point number three. Oh, sure, my point number three. First off, before you know, you even mentioned that right there, uh, uh, the thing you talk about where characters have never died, uh, it's been argued that uh, overall the total number of Mario deaths worldwide is 26 billion deaths from Mario if you count all the times he died in all the games that are being played. I'm not going to say he's not a durable character, but somebody actually went through the time to do the math to find 26 billion times that Mario has died. So I just want to put that on the record. Okay, here's my point number three. I want to talk a little bit about some of his uh, chaos powers and some of his transformations that he's done. Because Sonic, by his own character, is already crazy, ridiculously powerful. But one thing that I found out that, quite frankly, and James can attest to this, I did not know coming into this research is that he uses something called chaos power and chaos emeralds to transform himself into higher states of being. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Like, he's got a, a hypersonic form that he can just press one button and wipe the entire screen of enemies. Not just that, he can breathe in space and fly through space using his hypersonic form. He's used Dark Spine Sonic before, which is a very emotional version. He actually gets powered by his emotions, which cause him to be a little reckless and out of control when he's in this form, but it also causes his power to rise and go very, very high because he's not constraining himself to his power. He can also fly in that form as well, fantastic. I mentioned before the King Arthur game that he did, uh, there's Excalibur Sonic, which is uh, similar to Hypersonic in how fast he can go, except he wields a sword at a speed that is ridiculous. You know, like if you get hit by a sword normally by a regular person, that's rough. If you get hit by a sword by somebody going 100,000 miles per hour or more, it hurts a lot more, you know, and I, I would have to say that's going to put you in a really, really bad place. One of my favorites is the Werehog. <laughs> He's turned into a werewolf hedgehog monster that grows in size much like Mario grew in size with some of his power-ups. And, and he just essentially a very, very strong character uh, who can extend out his limbs and is a very... Uh, he still maintains his uh, emotions and intelligence while in that form. He doesn't turn into a full Hulk, but um, he just becomes a very, like, a werewolf version of that character. A very ferocious, a very, very large one. And the last one I wanted to bring up was the supersonic form, which is his most popular and his most powerful and the one he's probably gone to the most times over the most games. The supersonic form is essentially modeled after Super Saiyan Goku of Dragon Ball Z fame. I said before this character matches up very well with the Flash. He also matches up very, very well with a character named Goku, rated the number one most powerful anime character of all time because he turns it into bright yellow. He gets the bright yellow spiky Saiyan hair. He can fly. He's ridiculously strong and he is completely invincible from all forms of attack when he is in his super sonic form. And the last thing I want to talk about here, and I don't want to lean on it too hard, but there are some interesting tidbits I wanted to throw in. One is that much like the Flash, Sonic has shown the ability to run so fast that he goes back in time. So if perhaps something happens and he finds himself in a bad situation, he could, much like number five in the Umbrella Academy, he could start running so fast in place that he actually goes back in time to the beginning of the battle with full knowledge of what just happened and can actually like get away from that situation again. Again, I'm not going to lean on it too heavily. It's just out there as a possibility because he's done it. 
Last thing is he's also a character who's broken the fourth wall a whole heck of a lot, which puts him in a, in a, in a place like Deadpool because many times he will turn to the camera and address the audience. And I think if you have the ability to break the fourth wall and can do it on the reg, it just puts you in a different place mentally as a character like Mario who's a lot more straightforward and stays in his lane. And that's my point number three. Okay, these are all interesting because they reveal a few things. Number one, just like Mario, uh, Sonic has these these uh, forms, these ultimate forms he can go to and get more powerful and in various different ways. That's really, really cool. It's funny because I got a quick, quick question for our judge because you brought up Dragon Ball uh, and Dragon Ball Z and what have you. So, Cameron, how familiar are you with Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super? I know the name, and that's about it. I'm not familiar at all okay, with cool. Goku or... or- yeah. No. Well, what you have to be, the only thing to be Even familiar with is that explain. Goku so is when Goku one of the goes, most powerful characters, if not the most powerful character in anime history. He has universe-ending, world-destroying energy powers, and he can fly and be impervious to almost all forms of damage, unless you're on a power level equal to him. And I would say that uh, Supersonic is probably right about that level. So that's what Got it. So you, there's there's that definition, or you can go by the actual definition <laughs> of, uh, of Goku and Super Saiyan. So there's levels of Super Saiyan, but that's nowhere near his most powerful form. Destroying a universe as a Super Saiyan, not going to happen. A planet, sure. But here's the deal. That's not the most powerful. I think what happened was while he was a yellow Super Saiyan, like what Ray was describing, and then before he went to the new versions, that's what Sonic was based off. But what's really cool is, you know, you've got, I've said it before, Sonic's like a, a Goku. That's a great comparison. But Mario's more like a Superman in, compared, oh, in terms of what he go. can do. I knew you were going to get there. To. I knew you were going to go. You didn't have to tell me. I knew you were going to go there. It's interesting because it's such a leap of logic there. It's, it's you know it's such a jump yes. in logic because Mario's never had anything like a Super Mario form, right? That's never been. Well, oh, that's see, right. Let's, that's a super popular form. Is see, this let me, point let me, number three? Because I want to hear this. Okay, you know what? Here's the deal, Ray. We've been going about this battle all wrong. Sonic had this really powerful sword. Mario's had this powerful sword. Sonic can do stuff with time. So can Mario. Sonic's got offensive capabilities and power up. So does so does Mario. Listen, how much of a gambler are you, Ray? I mean, I've been known. Okay, good. Let's just gamble it all. Let's just put it all on the table. Let's go ultimate, ultimate form Sonic versus ultimate, ultimate form Mario. I'll tell you Let's after say, your point if I agree. Okay, fair enough. It's all, you know, we'll see what Cameron has to say. Let's take everything, the awesomeness of Sonic, all of it put together, his ability to run fast, his ability to turn into a my favorite new version of Sonic, the Werehog, the, you know, all these different things. And let's say he can just bring all that to the table at once. And now let's do the same thing for Mario. Let's give him everything he can do. He's wearing all of his suits. It's pretty warm out, so it's crazy. He's got all of his power-ups. He's got everything going on. The first thing I have to say is when it comes to durability, again, Mario's got the key, but even the ascended forms, Mario has survived more than just a black hole. Remember, he survived the destruction and recreation of reality in the form of galaxies and what have you. So in terms of durability, when you go ultimate ultimate, Mario is still leaps and bounds above Sonic. You know, and then when you kind of see it, you know, I, I kept, and then the problem is I saw the durability and then, you know, Ray said, well, one's got a better fighting ability. He's got better training. I'd actually agree with that. Sonic does have some better classical training when it comes to fighting. Mario's from Brooklyn. Listen, you're from New York. You're from Hell's Kitchen, Cameron. You know how good of a fighter you can be if you're from New York. And Mario's lived his, most of his life in Brooklyn. Let's just face it, it's kind of a push there. So here's the deal. I actually had to do something. I had to use math. And I had to kind of say, let's talk about all the different power-ups because there's so many power-ups between Mario and Sonic that literally cancel out each other. There are tons of them. And when I did the math, I realized that when it comes to the higher-tiered power stuff, the stuff that brings a character to an upper level, the stuff that brings a character more powerful over a longer period of time, Mario has, I'm talking about serious upgrades, he has a total of over 100, but the ones that take him to that next level of Super Saiyan, where Goku is, where Superman is with Super Mario, he's got, I think, it's 50. Over 50 of them that he can use. I'm not saying 50 total. He's got over 100 of those, but he's got 50 total that take him to that next level. So when you have, say Mario's got like 20, or sorry, Sonic's got 20 of those levels, you bring it up, wow, that's a super powerful. But then all of a sudden you have a character who has power-ups that make him turn him into a ghost, turn him into a Superman type of character, Super Mario. He can fly, he can go super, travel at super speed, survive the destruction of galaxies over periods of longer time where he can stay super versus the super version of Sonic, that's where you start to see that Mario starts to really, really pull ahead. Look, again, I know Mario has never been murdered. Even though he's from Brooklyn, he survived being murdered there. That puts him ahead of Sonic as well. 
But when you put everything together, it's like having the Hulk fight Superman or Goku fight Superman. Let's go with the Hulk versus Superman. Sure, they're both super strong. They're both, you know, durable. They can fight for a long, long time. But when it comes to powers such as heat vision, super cold breath and flight, stuff that starts to get very varied that the other person can't keep up with, Superman starts to become the clear winner over the Hulk. In this battle, Sonic is the Hulk and Super Mario, I mean Mario, is Superman. So in the end, Mario's very list of abilities, powers, and weapons, victories over vastly superior opponents, and the fact that he has the ability to outlast Sonic in terms of a classic back-and-forth battle due to having way more power-ups that are much more powerful in terms of number and what have you, it becomes very clear that Sonic loses this fight, and that's my point number three. Uh, you're going nuts over there. Just because I his sure name am. is Super Mario doesn't mean he's Superman, okay? <laughs> I Look, I go to a supermarket to buy groceries, James. Does that mean that I have freezing breath flying around when I go into my local Ralph's? No, James, that's not how words work. That's not how anything works. I can't even imagine you trying to be this ridiculous. I could totally imagine you trying to be this ridiculous. You talk about his invulnerability, his invincibility. He Things that kill Mario. Running into a mushroom. Running into a Venus flytrap. Falling in a small hole. These are all things that will kill Mario. So you could talk about cosmic world-bending level events. Just because things happen in the games, then he just shows up at a different place in the game. You're giving him way too much credit uh, than is actually been established in the games themselves. Absolutely ridiculous. Let me tell you how this battle's actually going to go, especially if we're going to go, we, we start base level. We got Mario and we got Sonic at their basic, just, you know, Super Mario 1 versus Sonic the Hedgehog 1. And what's going to happen is Mario can jump, I don't know, a little bit in the air. He needs to find a mushroom. Let's say he finds one and he gets, he gets bigger. Now Sonic's going to run around him at 767 miles per hour compared to Mario's probably like 10 at his peak. And Sonic is just going to run circles around him. Sonic, to what Cameron uh, alluded to earlier, he's going to burrow a hole in his chest. But let's assume that in this particular case, we have three lives apiece, okay? Let's assume that you can take some losses and then keep fighting because these are both video game characters. What's going to end up happening is round one goes to Sonic. Sonic burrows through him, and he takes him out right there. We now advance up in levels. We now advance up the games a little bit. Maybe now we're in the, the, the 2D, uh, almost 3D era uh, of them. And I would actually say Mario in that particular Area maybe has some advantages. He has a little bit more forms than Sonic does because Sonic hasn't fully evolved into his normal case. So then they're fighting round two, and I would actually give that to Mario. I think Mario's got some of the advantages with the different suits and some of the invulnerability aspects that Sonic can't answer for. So if we go that era, now Mario's win. So we're now one life to one life. But the problem is the further that we go on, Mario's feats start getting lesser and lesser as far as greatness go, but Sonic's power level keeps spiking upwards and upwards and upwards because they keep trying to out do themselves with the Mario they tend to they tend to try to change the world and they try to change you know uh, the aspects of what Mario's doing in his games with Sonic they're not as creative as that God bless America what they try to do is just make Sonic more powerful and give him crazier bigger feats to do such as time travel so what happens is in the next two rounds, Sonic amps up in power and becomes the Werehog, which is just not something that poor Mario is going to have answers for. He's going to get some hits in. He's going to throw some fireballs. He's going to hit him with some hammers. But at the end of the day, the extended arms of the Werehog are going to tear him up. And then we go to Mario with just one life left. We go to the towards the back end, not even at the final back end. But at this point, we've got Super Sonic on the table. And I'm sorry, when you have an invulnerable, flying, unbeatable level of strength Sonic going at 100,000 miles per hour, the freight train that is Sonic the Hedgehog, much like the great Russian army, once it gets moving, it cannot be stopped. And I think once Sonic starts getting some shots in on this battle, Mario will not be able to stop him. And that's how this battle is actually going to go. <laughs> Here's the thing, Ray. First of all, I wasn't listening to everything you were saying. I was looking up uh, grocery stores. Ralph's is actually considered a supermarket compared to other grocery stores. So this is a shout out to Ralph's if you'd like to sponsor the Who Would Win show. Take that, Aldi. That's right. Secondly, secondly, you know, this is what I'm talking about. Like, you, you're coming at this like a, a, by the way, this is not a slam on pro wrestling. I love pro wrestling and I, I have tons of respect for it. But you're coming at this like a pro wrestler. What I'm doing is coming at this like, you know, a fighter. And here's the thing. So he's going to come like a freight train. Mario's going to go ghost. And the freight train is going to go right through him. And then what happens is, remember, Sonic can only last. And same thing with Mario. They can only last at these super levels for a very short period of time. So while Sonic's at his super, super level, Mario goes ghost. 
lets him kind of go through and whatever. And then all of a sudden, Sonic goes back down. Then, then Mario goes invincible and he goes Super Mario. And all of a sudden, he's got that next 10 to 15 seconds to destroy Sonic. It's a strategy thing. Now, here's the deal. We can go back and forth on this all day, every day. That's why we brought in Cameron to be the judge. Cameron, it's that time. you got to tell us. Give us your strategy or your, your process. Tell us the back and forth, everything. How do you see this battle going? Who do you think wins this fight? Oh, man, you guys both made such great points. I, 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 I'm being completely honest. I have gone back and forth this entire time of who I think would win. Looking at, are we, are we basing this off of Mario has all of his hats that he can wear and Sonic's got all the stuff he's got? Honestly, it's up to the, you. The I mean, most you can take as much or as little of that as you would like to. As the judge, it's your call to make. I think the it's answer, more fun to judge this if they're both at their full power. Right? There you go. And, and, and also, their full experience level. So if you look at who Mario has had to fight, and he has an extremely long history of, ex- of, of very powerful foes, and who Sonic has had to fight, it's interesting because as someone who has played these games and has been aware of both characters for a long time, I don't, I mean, Bowser obviously is the guy that you point to, that, that he keeps stealing the princess and um, Mario has to fight. But to, your, to both of your points, and, and what I was able to glean, especially from the first and second round, is that Mario is sort of a, a problem solver, whereas Sonic is, is more of a, a strength guy, right? And I just think that if they're both at their most powerful, the edge goes to the problem solver. Because if they are... If they match each other in strength, then it's going to come up to the person who can think out of the box. And yes, Sonic can think at an extremely fast pace, but I believe that Mario would have the edge when it would come to with his experience level. So you declare the winner, please. The winner is Mario. That's outrageous. This is what I'm talking about. How do you hit somebody at the flash level of speed? How do you hit somebody who can go so fast he goes back in time? Mario couldn't land a hit on Sonic. I was being nice saying he would win round two. He would get skunked in all three rounds and never land a blow. What are you talking about right now? My name's Ray Stacanus. I don't think plumbers can fight that well. See, Ray, this is what I'm talking about. Not compared to super fast. Mario doesn't have the capacity to watch Sonic run around him. And to James's point, throw a firebomb where he's going to be. But the thing is, he can throw the fireball, but he throws it at such a slow pace with Sonic thinking so fast, he just gets out of the way again. He would never be touched. I believe uh, I've made that point over and over again. Yes. How could you possibly not pick up on it? Well, I did ask if they were all going to be wearing, if they were all going to have everything at their disposal at their most powerful. Oh, great then. My supersonic Super Saiyan version that can destroy planets is also invulnerable. So your little fireball thing doesn't work. The people <laughs> are short, be so For a short angry. period They're of time. so enraged. The for a short period of time. Are, the people at home have basically gotten out of their cars and just started <laughs> flipping over trash cans and mailboxes. They are so angry right now. I, I don't think that's why they're... The, the, the... Uh, uh, Cameron, I hope they don't come to you for the bill because... <laughs> Terrible, terrible. <laughs> no, uh, you know, here's the deal, uh, Cameron. You're what we call magnificent. And the reason why is because you understood that, you know, I, you know where I think this comes down to? It's the fact that, I'm not even going to joke anymore about this. It's the fact that uh, Mario's a plumber. Mm-hmm. He's a plumber. This is what he comes about. You're right. A plumber has to solve problems. They have to get their hands dirty. They have to figure out things very quickly under duress in situations that they don't even know they're going to be in at that moment. Sonic's a great character. He rises to the top. He comes to the table with speed and all these great abilities. But in terms of solving the problems the way a plumber could, not on the same level. Cameron, that is the dumbest you are thing I've ever heard also, in my entire Mario's life. Mario's a man of the people. Uh, you know, He gets his hands dirty. Thank you. Thank you. He's his hands dirty. He wears gloves. <laughs> what are you talking about right now? Oh, you know, Ray, I think you lost this battle when you said that he's from New York, therefore he's not tough. Just that saying. That's not what I said. That's what you said and pretended I said. This, is, this whole thing is an absolute outrage. The people will be hearing from me and I will be hearing from them. Guys, you saw what happened. Hashtag Ray was robbed. And, um, and guys, I don't know what to say. I, I, you know, look, last week you all told me, yes, Ray, of course you won the RoboCop versus Terminator battle. Obviously RoboCop won that battle. I couldn't, I couldn't, I, like my inbox was so full I had to turn it off. I had to turn off my inbox. I don't even know how to do that. I figured it out, and I'm going to have to do it again this week because obviously Sonic would win this battle. I don't know what is happening over there. 
there. Cameron, bless you. You're very talented. You're clearly a smart, good-looking fellow. But I don't know how you could possibly get one so wrong as you have today. This is, this is, this is outrageous. Ray, drop, Ray, dropping your phone in the toilet does not how, how you turn off your inbox, by the way. That's not a thing. Okay. Uh, but if you I, did, I, I, I bet you, you Mario would be able to really, retrieve really it really tricky. You. Right. Not fix it. I don't think you can fix that. But yeah, he'd get it for you. Um, okay, Cameron, you were fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was, uh, I had no idea where you were going to go with this because Ray brought up some amazing points. By the way, no disrespect to Sonic. Great character. Love them both. And I'm going to have to play them more now. Cameron, please tell everyone where they can find you online. I'm on all the social media sites at Cameron Bowen, my name, C-A-M-E-R-O-N-B-O-W-E-N. I was able to grab those pretty quick and get my actual name. There's no numbers involved. Yeah, that's where you all can find me. I just got a cameo. It's I, I have it up for $14 because it's just like a fun, you know, you want me to do a 30-second video, like a shout-out as uh, as one of a, char- a character I've played? I, it sounds so fun to me. <laughs> I'm down. I would love to have Tim Drake call me and and but by the way, if I do this and I pay you for it, will you call me saying, Batman, I need your help? Will that be a thing? Yeah, I'll say whatever you okay. want as long as it's not, you know, offensive. I the first one that I did, a guy asked me to sing to Wonder Girl as Tim Drake, uh, singing a Backstreet Boys song, as long as you love me. That is offensive. It's kinda great. Yeah. Kind of great. That is a fan. I do find that offensive as well. All right, cool. <laughs> Ray, well, well, is should I say well done today? Should I? I did a great what? job, James. I was I was crystal today. I was not the problem today. The problem was unfortunately the listening skills and the infinite mind fog happening both at the same time. You know. Oh, the intoxicating mind fog. Yeah, that's the thing. By the way, Ray, just real quick, a really cool listener DM me and said the, the hashtag he wants to use from now on is uh, hashtag Ray has robbed. Not that Ray was robbed. Just putting that out there. I thought that was a fun one. I don't okay, even understand so- that. I'm not in a mood. I'm not in a place emotionally to even try to decrypt these puzzles you keep putting in front of me. Thank you, whatever listener that was. Mind your own business. Sorry, Ray. I wasn't listening. I was ordering a cameo for you from Cameron Bowen. Can I say right now, just completely, call you- completely separate from... No, stop that. Uh, 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 two weeks ago, I actually bought the Injustice 2 game randomly because uh, it was on sale a couple weeks ago. Now I just apparently have to go in and beat the crap out of Tim Drake over and over again. Uh <laughs> Unfortunately, Tim Jake is not in the game, but no, you're, no, no. You're... I'm I'm coding him into the game <laughs> in order to in order to destroy him with the Flash, so I can get some Sonic heat back. Because this is this is I this is this is Ray, I drink. Ray, sending you a virtual hug. Can you? <laughs> Go ahead and tell her where they can find you online, please. You can find me at Almighty Ray on Twitter. Guys, you saw what happened. Hashtag Ray is right. Hashtag Ray was robbed. Um, look, coming into this battle, I knew Mario was going to be a tough character to beat. Uh, after this battle, I realized that it was really not that hard at all. Um, but unfortunately, the one person I needed to convince today decided to not listen to anything I had to say. So Cameron, bless you. I wish you all the luck in the future, but um, shame on you. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that. No, no, that I did listen super hard and yet still came to the conclusion that uh, James was right. Thank you. Hashtag James was right. Uh, okay, so you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gabsy. Remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and to be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts. And check out the Who Would Win website at www.whowouldwinshow.com to access all of our past podcast episodes. On behalf of myself, Ray Stacanus, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win team, Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Hey, gang. I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Okay, got to prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.